welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing really, really well. I want to know if you're confused about which fats are healthy and which aren't. I know most of us rationally know that it's really important to eat healthy fats, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, but I find a lot of people are still a little scarred from the old days when we were told fats are evil and we need to avoid them. And that's where today's conversation comes in. Today's guest is Udo Erasmus, an author, speaker, and expert on fats and, more specifically, oils. We talk about how oils are processed, which oils are healthy and which aren't, the benefits of omega-3s, and how to actually tell if you're deficient in fatty acids. I do want to let you know that I'm completely on board with Udo's approach when it comes to oils. However, we do have a different opinion when it comes to fats as a whole, and more specifically, saturated fats. And that's okay. I don't necessarily have to agree with everything that all of my guests share. That'd make for a pretty boring podcast, right? So natural, whole foods like eggs, fatty fish, grass-fed butter and ghee, these things are healthy and play an important role in our health. So I just wanted to clarify this. Even cholesterol, which has been demonized over the years, provides the building blocks for important hormones like estrogen and testosterone. So the message is, eat your fats, eat a wide variety of fats, learn from different experts and take in information, and as always, do what's right for you and your unique body. Let's get into it. Hi, Udo. Welcome to the podcast. Glad to be on. I'm so excited to have you here and to be chatting all about fats. So could you start by telling us a little bit about the world of fats, you know, maybe which fats are healthiest, which fats are maybe not so healthy, and some of the common misconceptions about fats? I know that's a huge topic and a huge ask. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just asked about 60 questions. (laughs) (laughs) When I started started working with, with fats and nutrition, uh, in like just 1980, 1981, everybody hated fats. Fats are bad. They were on the top of the food pyramid where you put the stuff you eat the least of. You put carbs on the bottom. That's what you should eat the most of. And the only one, only person that was out in public that was for fats was Dave, uh, um, uh, Dr. Atkins. And he liked to have me on his show because I was one of the few people who had good things to say about fats. But I called the book Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, because very early on, I realized that if you want to understand how fats affect health, you have to get it straight right from the beginning that you have to look at two completely opposite stories. And that's what people were missing. They they demonized fats and oils 
because of the damage done to them by careless processing by the industry, which is interested in shelf life, not so much in health. And so they, but nobody talked about processing being the problem. They just made the fats bad. And it was completely a misrepresentation, misunderstanding of fats. So in the world of fats, in the universe of fats, there are only two things that are really important. And they're called essential fatty acids. And essential means, has a very specific definition, created by researchers, that this is a substance or a fat in this case, that you have to bring in from outside because your body cannot make it from anything else, but you have to have it to live and be healthy. So that's the first part. Second part is if you don't get enough of an essential nutrient, and in this case, either omega-6 or omega-3, then you cannot stay healthy and your health will deteriorate and you will get deficiency symptoms for, because you're not getting enough. And those symptoms are degenerative in nature and they get worse with time. And if you don't get enough of an essential nutrient long enough, you die. These are like the essential building blocks for body construction and body function. And the third part of the definition, the very precise definition, is that if you're deteriorating because you're not getting enough of an essential nutrient, but before you die, and before you die because death by definition is not reversible, if you, it's a reversible, you didn't die, right? If before you die, you bring enough of that nutrient that is too low back in adequate quantities, then all the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows what to do with these essential building blocks, provided we take responsibility in the, at the place of our mouth to make sure enough of these essential building blocks land in our body so that life can do its job of making that body work. You know, first to construct it and to make it work. That's the definition of an essential nutrient. When it comes to fats, there are only those two, omega-3 and omega-6. Omega-6 is widespread, just about every seed, nut, bean, uh, and, and anything pretty much grain has some omega-6s in it, but most of the seeds, nuts, beans, and grains have very little omega-6, if any. And so we have enough omega-6s in our diet, but they're damaged by processing, which causes health problems and is associated with increased cancer and, and increased inflammation, which is behind many degenerative conditions. But almost nobody gets enough omega-3s. In fact, 99% of the population doesn't get enough for optimum health. Every cell needs both essential fatty acids. And because people are not getting enough omega-3, almost everybody doesn't get enough omega-3, and they get damaged omega-6, a lot of problems are caused by bad fats or the wrong fats. And a lot, and, and in fact, oil, um, oils, you know, damaged oils cause more health problems than any other part of nutrition. 
And I would say they're worse than sugar, worse than white sugar. And more health benefits come from getting oils right. And it's only those two substances you need. Everything else is, you know, the fish oils contain EPA and DHA. These are not omega-3 essential fatty acids because your body can make them if you get enough of the plant omega-3, which is called alpha-linolenic acid. So they are called essential fatty acid derivatives. But in the marketplace for turf protection and for sales, the industry will always say, oh, your body can't convert plant omega-3s into fish omega-3. That's not what the research says. That's bald-faced lying, actually. And that alpha-linolenic acid doesn't have any function other than to turn into EPA and DHA. And that's also not true. Uh, so, so fish oils are supplements. And what I'm talking about is major nutrients. We call it the food oil foundation. Tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day, which is about 25% of calories. Depends how big your tablespoons are because the English tablespoon is bigger than the, than the Canadian tablespoon, North American tablespoon. But 15, uh, 15 milliliters um, is what our tablespoons are. So a tablespoon per 50 pounds or 25 kilograms of body weight per day, mixed in food, intake spread out over the course of the day, and not used, whoops, not used for frying. Because if you mm -hmm. fry oil, when you fry oil, the oils will fry your health. Mm. I, I, I like to talk about fats. Fats are vindictive. They treat you like you treat them. If you treat them with care, they will take care of your health. And this is especially true for the essential fatty acids. And if you damage them, they will damage you. Frying is the single stupidest things that human beings have ever invented to do to their food in 200,000 years. And so I say to people, you know, you have a frying pan, everybody does, go get it out, turn it upside down, hit yourself on the head with it really hard. <laughs> so it's associated with pain and then throw that stupid thing out and go back to cooking your food in water and adding good oils to the food after they come off the heat. Then, they, then you don't damage the oils and then they can unfold their health benefits in your body. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Udo, could you tell us a little bit more about the production of oils? Because I know you mentioned, you know, what is sort of the, yep. the whole problem is, is the processing. And I think yep. I've looked into this myself and seen some horrible things, but I think mm. most people just go into the supermarket, pick up their oil and just don't realize what is yep. going on behind the scenes. Yeah, and when I, when I studied uh, fats in university at the master's level, we never, we never heard anything about the damage done by processing. And the oils that are used in research are all damaged oils, but nobody points at the damage done by processing as the cause of the negative effects they can have. And so then, so it's so, so then they instead of saying damage, you know, processing damaged fats are bad, they said fats are bad. <laughs> and that's because they get their, you know, the people who do the research get their grants from universities or from, sorry, from the, from the oil industry. And if they start bad mouthing what the industry is doing, then their grants are going to dry up. So they put in a good word and hide a few things 
that should not be hidden that from a perspective of needing accurate information to make good choices for health mm-hmm. it's really it's really a crime so yeah who's gonna um, who's gonna fund the uh you know cold pressed organic oil studies versus you know the yeah, yeah, the yeah, industrialized yeah. oil yeah, yeah. study you know it's just yeah. yeah yeah and nobody in that industry in in the alternative industry makes enough money to be able to fund fancy research we did a couple of studies ourselves maybe we can talk about those in a bit um so the issue is this that the oils are the most sensitive of our essential nutrients they are damaged by light which creates free radicals, which creates chain breakdown reactions, oxygen, which makes oils rancid, and uh, heat, which when you get above 160 degrees uh, Celsius, begins to do another kind of damage, twisting molecules and doing uh, several other damaging things. And once you get above 160 degrees Celsius, then as the temperature goes up, the damage goes up exponentially. And when you do all three of those together, like you do in frying, you, you subject the oils to light, oxygen, and heat, high, high temperature, all at the same time, you get a complete mess because of that sensitivity. And so if you want oils to be good for health, then you either have to eat the seeds, nuts, beans, or, or grains, that contain them and without frying those things. Uh, or you have to find a way to create a method for making the oils, for protecting the oils from the damage done by light, oxygen, and heat. From the time they're enclosed in the seed in nature's packaging, which is very effective. In fact, they found flax seeds which have omega-3s in them, which are five times more sensitive than omega-6. And they have a lot of omega-3s in them. 5,000 years old seeds found in caves in Switzerland. And when they planted those seeds, they were still live and grew. So that packaging is really good. But now you're you're gonna break the seed and you're gonna squeeze out the oil And so you have to make a a very tight system where the oil does not get damaged by light oxygen heat from the time it's in the seed through the pressing, the filtering, the settling, the filling until it's in a brown glass bottle, in a box, nitrogen flushed, in the refrigerator, in in the factory. And then we ship them refrigerated to Australia and and anywhere where they're in shipping more than two weeks. They're shipped refrigerated. They're stored in the storehouses of the distributors refrigerated. They're they're refrigerated in the stores. When you take them home, you refrigerate them. This is like perishable goods. This is not the way we're used to thinking of oils because they're so sensitive. And so to create that, when I got poisoned by pesticides and started thinking about it, and I discovered how those oils are made and damaged, I said, I can't get healthy on oils that are damaged like this. Because I found out that in a tablespoon, one of our 15 milliliter, 14 gram tablespoons in North America, 
one tablespoon that is 1% damaged by the processing, which is about where it is, you will get 60 quintillion. Do you even know what that is? No. <laughs> you know, 60, 60 quintillion damaged molecules. for, and, and that's more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot get healthy on that. That's a lot. That's really a lot. Mm. And, you know, and we don't just eat one tablespoon a day. We eat two to four usually. And then we fry them on top of that. So we do even more damage, probably three to six times more damage by doing that. And so the amount of damage that we're getting from these oils, the way they're made and the way we use them is atrocious. So I said, you know what? We should make some oils. We should make good oils with health in mind. And so I developed a method, just a very tight system. So no light, no oxygen, no heat can damage the oil. And then, and then we don't use them for frying. So um, that's, so that's very different in, in the industry treats the oils with Drano. Do you know what Drano is? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Drano, sodium hydroxide, very corrosive base. Then with phosphoric acid, which is used for degreasing windows in industry. Then they bleach them, which turns them rancid. And now they stink. So they have to be deodorized. I call it destinkerized because it makes, <laughs> the, it makes the point more clearly. And, and, and deodorization, and sometimes it's called molecular distillation, and sometimes it's called wiped film evaporation. That is carried out at temp frying temperatures to clean up the rancidity. And then the oil has a two to three year shelf life, which is what the industry was interested in. And uh, wh when I learned about that, I called the Oil Chemist Society, the, the umbrella organization in Champaign, Illinois, said, I want to talk to a researcher. He gave me a researcher on the phone. And I said, so when you know that the, the way you make the oils damages the oil, why do you do that? He said, well, he said, one of the reasons why we do that is because we can get rid of 50% of the pesticides in the oil by treating it with drain of window washing acid, bleaching it and frying it. And I had been poisoned by pesticides. So that didn't sit that well with me. So what do you mean? The, the other 50% stay, stay in the oil? I, that hadn't, I hadn't even ever considered that. So I didn't ask him that question, but I asked him the better question. I said, well, why don't you start with organically grown seeds? Then you don't have the problem in the first place. And I got this long silence at the other end of the phone. And I waited. I, I, I like talking, but I, I can listen too. And I waited and it seemed like a long time. And when he got back, he said, he was really angry. He said, I don't know what your problem is. The oil is 99% good and only 1% damaged. And if you got 99% on an exam, you'd be damn happy, wouldn't you? So I was in love with genetics when I was a student. I used to get 100%. So, so I wasn't impressed. But then I thought, you know, well, maybe I'm overreacting. It's only 1%. That's when I did the math calculation. Over a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells in every tablespoon of a 1% damaged oil. Mm. And, uh, you know, and the industry has never changed. They know all this stuff. But because nobody knows it, the people, the marketplace doesn't know it that well. So I, I had another story. I said, you know, I said to people, I, I asked people to guess 
if you had a tablespoon of an, uh, an oil, cooking salad oil, is what they call them, or culinary oil, and it was 1% damaged, how many molecules do you, how many damaged molecules would you find in that oil? And people always guess the highest number that they guess is always at least a billion times lower than the actual. Mm. So I said, so then I say to them, look, if you, you're going home for the holidays and you're going to fly, and before you get on the plane, somebody who tells the truth and you can trust and doesn't BS you, tells you that your chance of crashing and dying on your flight home was a billion times higher than you thought it was, would you get on the airplane? <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, the, the heads, you know, the heads almost come off, they shake them so hard. Right. And I said, Hey, I, I was in, in Ireland once I said to them, you know, I would canoe back to Canada. My chances wouldn't be that good, but they'd be better than that. And the reason why I say that is, does this, does knowing that your, your thinking is a billion times too low, your estimate is a billion times too low, does that give you pause to think about whether you should be doing these oils that are damaged a billion times more than you think they are? Mm. Well, because how, you know, you have to make the point somehow. And then you do it for, you know, you do this and you fry them on top of it. And then you do two to four tablespoons, like I said before. And then you do that for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And then you fall apart and you say, I don't know. I always get good. <laughs> right. And you did, but you didn't know. And mm -hmm. so, so then, so then we, we developed uh, the method for making oils with health in mind out of that got really excited because we could help so many people. Started with flaxseed oil because it's the oil richest in omega-3s, but it's a poorly balanced oil and it became omega-6 deficient on it. And then I developed a blend that is that you probably know um, where I put in, where I balanced the omega-3 and 6. They're both made with health in mind. So I tell people get off the omega-6s that are damaged get on omega-6 is made with health in mind so we're making an omega-3 and omega-6 change and bring in the omega-3s that are too low in your diet so we're bringing in the missing ones and we're switching out the damaged ones and then we get the balance right uh more omega-3 than six but not so much omega-3 that you can become omega-6 deficient because mm. flaxseed oil can make you omega-6 deficient I know that because I tried it on myself. And then we yeah. put in everything that's good about oils. Everything that's in there is in there for a reason. And everything that's not in there is not in there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with health. How can we make an oil that is the best oil that is possible to make that gives the most people the benefit they deserve to have from, from the foods they eat? And then we just went ballistic and telling the story and, traveled 15 years, six to nine months on the road, living in a suitcase. We started in a van without air conditioning and I slept on the floor between the, the drivers, you know, be, between the steering wheel and a, a bunk that my driver had, had built in the back, had our clothes in a broomstick inside the double doors. 
in Just the hardest spread the month, word about fats. <laughs> yeah, in the hardest month, I love it. In the hardest month of the year, July, August, half of September, half of July, 101 days, 85 cities, 35 states. In 1988, and whenever we got hot and sticky because it was so, it was so, ah, it was humid and hot and disgusting. Whenever we got disgusting, we would walk into a Marriott hotel like we owned it. And we would walk up to where people take showers and work out and all of that. We would take showers. We would wash our clothes in the showers. And then we would wring them out and then we pack them back up and we go back into our van and, and keep going. So that's how, that's how we started, but we were on fire. We were so on fire. Oh my God, we can help so many people. Mm -hmm. And there's something, I was born during the second world war. So I know how bad it can get when people don't pay attention Mm -hmm. to, you know, to living in harmony and to cultivating peace and cooperation and all of that. Mm -hmm. And, and so my thing has always been, oh my God, I just want to, I want to make life better for everybody in any way that I can. That's my, that's my driver. And well, so you're certainly this, doing that, I would say. This, this, <laughs> is my, this is my first shot at a bigger project. Yeah. And it's yeah. so fun. And it's still fun. I mean, I still, there's just, you know, the heart feels good when you do something good to, for life, mm. whether it's plants or animals or people, you know, but you do something that makes, that lightens somebody's load, you yep. know, that gives them less pain or more joy, mm. you know, that, that's what we all want. That's what everybody wants in their life. And when, yeah. you can, when you can help supply that, it's like, oh, that's so good. And you know what? So they, good. And you know what? They, they <laughs> that fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, what? And they pay me for this? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Udo, yeah. could you yeah. tell us a little bit about what the signs of either fatty acid deficiency would look yeah. like or if someone's consuming too much of these damaged yeah. fats are there is a crossover in the signs and symptoms of that are they a little bit different how can the listener know whether this is yeah. something that's affecting them besides just looking at what they're putting on their plate yeah yeah again there's about 80 questions in that one um, <laughs> um so but so the probably the simplest sign of not getting enough essential fatty acids is dry skin mm-hmm. because when you and this is how we measure optimum when you get both essential fatty acids in the right ratio, they end up, and you get enough of them, they end up forming a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture. And your skin becomes soft, smooth, and velvety. It doesn't come slippery, you know, when your skin gets sticky or your forehead shines. Mm-hmm. That comes from eating uh, carbohydrates and saturated fats because they stick together and they get on your skin and they form a a, a stuck together film, but mm-hmm. the essential fatty acids have negative charges. So they repel each other. So you get a soft velvety, velvety feel on your skin mm-hmm. and they protect, pre- prevent the loss of moisture. So that's probably the easiest sign. If you have got dry skin, you need more oil in winter. When it's cold, you need more than in summer. Like mm-hmm. I used three tablespoons in summer and about four in winter, four in winter, one, one per 50 pounds of body weight per day. Um, but the other way to answer that question is the research now, it wasn't when we started, the research hadn't been done. We just knew they were essential and we knew what that meant. And we knew that every cell needs them. And we would, we would expect to get lots of benefits from bringing them into people's diets. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but now a lot of research has been done. And uh, the research, if you want to sum it up in one sentence, when you increase omega-3s in your diet, if they are not damaged and don't contain toxins, you can improve virtually every major degenerative condition of our time. That's a summary of the research. So they lower all of the major risk factors for cardiovascular disease. They decrease inflammation. Inflammation is behind cancer and diabetes and Alzheimer's and um, uh, bone, uh, bone stuff, uh, osteop osteoporosis or, or weak bone. Yeah, well, osteoporosis. And uh, also the arthritic diseases. And wherever there's pain, redness, swelling, um, that, you know, water retention, um, they, they are extremely good at it. Now, they're not the only thing that helps in those. But to the extent that those conditions come from omega-3 deficiency, omega-3s will reverse them. Mm -hmm. But you can have, you know, but if you have a, a, a magnesium deficiency, and that gets you problems, cardiovascular problems, let's say. Omega-3s will not fix the problems caused by magnesium deficiency. You need magnesium for that. But they yeah. will reverse everything that comes from omega-3 deficiency. And since every cell needs them and 99% of the population doesn't get enough for optimum health, you can expect symptoms across every part of the body. Your nails may not grow properly. Your hair may, may split more. Mm -hmm. um, you'll get sunburned easier. Like if, when my skin is properly oiled, you know, the, the reason we use skin, by the way, as, as our measure for optimum, skin gets them last and loses them first because mm -hmm. they have so many important functions. They will go, they, they, the inner organs like your heart and your liver, your kidneys, uh, will get essential fatty acids first because you can live with dry skin. But if your heart, your liver, or your kidneys didn't get enough fat, that would be, that would be lethal. So the idea is, well, skin gets them last and loses them first. And when you, by the time your skin is soft and velvety, you know that the rest of your body has what it needs. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how we measure it. Yeah. That's really helpful. Uh, they, they improve vision. They, they increase IQ by three to nine points, depending on, on how, you, how you use them. Uh, they are super important in pregnancy because when a woman is pregnant, she has to maintain her brain and build another one. Mm. So women convert the plant omega-3s into EPA and DHA, DHA being the brain omega-3, more effectively than men because men hardly ever get pregnant. And, um, you know, and, and so, um, but the, the research says that, that because women, because 99, most people don't get enough omega-3s, every child depletes the mother of omega-3s. Every child depletes her further. Each child gets less than the previous child. <clears throat> that affects IQ. And if you measure the IQ of kids in families, if you, if you take all the oldest kids in Australia, they will have a higher IQ than all of the, you know, the average of all of the second. Mm -hmm. That'll be higher than the average of all the third kids. And that'll be higher 
than the next kids. And mm -hmm. literally the IQ goes down with age, although that's not 100% because there are also other factors involved, genetic factors and so on. But if you take big enough numbers, it's consistent. Mm -hmm. And, each, and, and, and the, the researchers also <clears throat> uh, think that depletion of essential fatty acids uh, is the reason why women get two to 15 times more of certain conditions than men do, including depression, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, collagen diseases, inflammatory diseases, and autoimmune diseases. And the researchers say that women need to make sure that they have a reliable source of both essential fatty acids in their diet. By reliable, I think that should be said undamaged of both essential fatty acids in their diet, both for their own health and for the health of their children. Just a short break from the episode to let you know that I'm currently offering free strategy sessions. This is a 20 minute call with me to discuss your current health challenges and goals and for you to find out more about how functional nutrition can support you. If you're sick and tired of putting up with frustrating symptoms and you're ready to wake up feeling light, energized and healthy, I reckon it's time to take action. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash strategy session or the link in the show notes to book your free strategy session. In terms of a typical day, what would this look like in terms of how you would incorporate these specific oils for optimal health? Easiest way to say it is lose them in your, in your favorite foods. Because one, what, what the oils do, first, you, first of all, you don't want to damage them. You want to cook your food in water. So you're not putting this stuff in the frying pan. <clears throat> because that's what wrecks them. And the better the oil is for you, the more toxic it becomes when you wreck it. So omega-3s will, will get you more toxicity than omega-6s even, because it's five times more sensitive to damage. So what do you do is, is you just lose them in food mm -hmm. and you spread out, spread out your intake over the day because if your liver is weak and you take too much oil at any one time, you'll get tired, heavy, or nauseous. And that's just your liver saying it's the liver protecting itself from your excesses. So it's telling you, don't give me so much so quick. Mm. And so you spread them out. You, that prevents that from happening. Your liver capacity goes up as you get used to it. Because uh, livers like, like muscles, you know, how do you, how do you build muscles? Well, you, you push them. And when you push the liver capacity, then the liver capacity grows as well. And that's generally true, I think, in many tissues. Um, uh, and the reason why you want them in your foods is because they both enhance flavors, because oils enhance flavors in foods, mm -hmm. and they improve the absorption of oil-soluble nutrients. Yeah. And so, so it's good to have oil with your food. But I usually say, do it with your food. Don't take them on an empty stomach, although there are people who recommend that. Don't take them on an empty stomach. In nature, you don't get them. You know, you don't, you, you know they're, they're <laughs> no, no bottled oil trees, right? <laughs> so, so um, <clears throat> I'm sure it tastes better with your food as well than just having a spoonful of oil. <laughs> yeah, well, some people like the taste. 
Yeah. And some people don't. You know, sometimes people would say to me, you know, I don't like the taste of your oil. So how, how do you take it? Well, I take it off a spoon. Tony Robbins told me to do that. <laughs> and I said, so uh, do you, so do you, do you take uh, your cooking oils off a spoon? Oh, no, I would never do that. Well, why are you doing that with mine? Right? And if you, and if you did take the, the damaged oils off a spoon and compare them to what mine tastes like, you probably would like mine better mm. because, it's, because it's not damaged. So, so the idea is, you, you know, oils taste like oil. You know, they're never going to taste like ice cream. <clears throat> That's just how it is, right? So you mix them in food. And literally, they go with everything. You can put them on salads. You can put them on veggies. You can put them on fruit. You know, apples, apples with oil on them. It's actually, is really quite nice. Mm-hmm. Put them in applesauce. It's one of the ways we used to serve it at some of my talks. Uh, we put them on fruit juice. I called them oil shooters. <laughs> everything, everything was in it but the booze. And, uh, but, you know, in... in like mango juice and like the, the, the more fragrant juices. Very nice. But in your oatmeal, on your, on your potatoes, you know, um, you can put them on your steak. They go with protein. They go with, fat, with, with carbs. They go with fruit and they go with vegetables. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can make ice cream with them, except the ice cream will be liquid. Yeah. <laughs> because the oils are so liquid, right? Yeah. So literally any food, they're compatible with every food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, perfect. And the and the and the important thing is that you get your optimum, which is a tablespoon per fifty pounds of body weight, of, yep. per day, mixed in food spread out over the course of the day, and then they and that's an that's a good optimum. And then after that, you can eat some butter and you can eat some coconut stuff and you can, you know, these are not important. These are not essential. Mm-hmm. But once you've optimized your essential fatty acids, then you can have lots of other fats, but don't fry them and don't wreck them, you know, and, and, you know, but the number one thing that's important to do from a health perspective is make sure you bring in and optimize both essential fatty acids in the right ratio. Mm-hmm. In, in the right amounts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was super helpful. So you've given us lots of tangible and practical advice and information. Do you yeah. have one final parting piece of advice or words of wisdom for anyone listening? No, but I, I would say that that once you get that in place, you will notice, you will notice improved energy levels, you will notice improved moods because the body turns them into endocannabinoids. Mm-hmm. The, the omega-3s plus proteins turn into endocannabinoids. Endocannabinoids, you know, they're, <clears throat> they're feel-good molecules. And they go on receptor sites, the same sites that when somebody smokes a joint that has THC in it, the THC will go on those receptor sites. And that's why they, they, get, <laughs> that's why they get all happy. Yeah. Uh, th- but your body makes those, not, not THC, but it makes endocannabinoids that go on those same receptors that give you the same results. Also, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why omega-3s elevate mood and lift depression consistently. Although it's not the only thing that gets you depression, but, but uh, deficiency of omega-3s will get you depression. Mm-hmm. But sometimes having, having thoughts that are not workable 
and hanging on to those thoughts and putting yourself down, thinking those thoughts over and over. That's another way to get depression that is not fat related. Mm. But fat related depression, they, 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 will, they will elevate mood and lift depression. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That's, that's great advice. So I will add all of your links and everything into the show notes, but where is the best place for people to find you and anything you'd like to share with the listeners? Right. Um, Udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S-choice.com is where the products are. I also work with digestive enzymes and probiotics and, and greens and fiber uh, because digestion is the second most neglected area of nutrition after oils. Uh, so that's udoschoice.com. We have some courses and some educational material on a website that's called udoerasmus.com or theudo, T-H-E-U-D-O.com. And then I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook and I have a YouTube channel. I've been on, on the internet for quite a few years. Not just didn't all just happen with a lot of I love it. Early adopter. I was, an, I was an early adopter. Yeah, because it was a way to get people where people could go. And we had a lot of educational information and they could go there on their own time. And, and uh, it, was a, it was a good way to get the information out. People had so many questions when we started because it was mm. such a And no one would have been doing this stuff, right? You know, especially in fats, but even the health world, there would have been probably not so many people online. They, no, there weren't so many people online, and and they, but the the field was new. You know, mm-hmm. I had my I had my number in the book for a while, and I said I I do consults for a fee for time, on a fee for mm-hmm. time basis, because I thought that since since there was this was the a new field, not very many people were clear about it. I was clear about it, so I felt it was a, my duty as although it's very time consuming, <laughs> uh, it, it was, it, I felt I had a responsibility to make myself available when people had serious issues and serious problems. Mm. And so, so we did, so I did that as well. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, and I wish nobody needed me at all for any of that. I wished, I wish there was a bottle in every fridge. Wouldn't have to be mine. Just one that has all the good stuff in it, you mm. know, <clears throat> and that, and that this was folk wisdom that everybody knew about it, like they know about Coca-Cola or, or, you know, like they all know about COVID now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish I could get the government to force every, every household to have a bottle of Udo's oil in the fridge, (laughs) (laughs) but I just can't get them to do it. Yeah. So, well, you're getting there. You're getting the message out there. Bit slowly, slowly. Yeah. 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 It's it's fun doing it. You know, I've got to do something. Yeah, yeah. and the ripple effect of everyone, you know, shifting over their oils to better choices, and of course, and the and the role you play in that becoming possible because you you create an amplifier for the message Mm. is a is a it's a it's a holy mission Mm. in a way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of this. This has been super interesting. I've learned a lot. I'm sure everyone listening has learned a lot as well. So thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom with us. And I'll pop all of your links and details and everything in the show notes. Right. right. Yeah. Thank you. And and uh, we can ha- we can do another one on the other parts that you were interested in. Yeah. Amazing. That would be great. I know we need yeah another episode. That would be perfect. We can do that again in the coming months. Yep. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Fran. 
Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.